message, probably a little of both tonight, on the topics that uh, we've been with, and that is on thanksgiving and being thankful. And there was a wealthy man one time, and, but he was a stranger, and he didn't have a relationship with God, and he was walking along in his property one night, and coming to the small shack of a poor man who earned his family's living by the sweat of his brow, he heard the continuous sound of loud speaking. And curiosity got the best of him, and he stopped to listen. And the man of the house happened to be at prayer with his family. And as soon as the wealthy man could understand his words, he listened as the poor man gave thanks to God for his goodness and in providing shelter and food for him to eat and clothes that he could put on his back. And what was necessary that he had. And the wealthy man was immediately struck and he was astonished and confused. And he said to himself, does this poor man who has nothing but the basic necessities and those he did have, he had to work hard for, does he give thanks to God for his goodness, for all that he's done for him? And he started thinking and he said, you know, he said, I don't never bow my knee to God and give him thanks for all that he's done for me and the way that he's helped me. And God used this to touch the heart of this rich man. And he came to know Jesus Christ just a, a little bit after this. And I want to just kind of go along that theme tonight on being thankful and being having thankfulness. And in the book of 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It, it's not always easy to give God praise for the good and for the bad things that happen to us in life. It's not always easy for us when we're going through a trial or when we're going through a test. It's not always easy for us to thank God for the problems and the things that come our way. But, you know, there's something that we can always do, and that is to know that if the Lord is walking with us, we know one thing for sure, and that is we're going to come through it on top. We will never go under as long as we'll hold on to the hands of Jesus Christ. It kind of reminds me when Peter saw him coming out on the water and he called to him and he said, ask me to come to you, in other words, or I'm going to get out of the ship and I'm going to come to you. And he got out and began walking on the water. And as long as he stayed focused on Jesus Christ, then he was able to continue his walk. But something happened. He started to look around at what was going on and the waves and all that was going on. And he began to sink and he cried out for the Lord. And isn't it amazing how that as long as we stay focused on the Lord when we're going through problems and when we're having things to come our way, we're always doing good. We've got our faith built up. We've got a song in our heart. We can still walk. And, but 
and then we start to look at the problems. Then we start to get to focusing on things that, uh, on the problems and the things going on around us. And that's when we start sinking, just like Peter did. But the wise men, when they start sinking, they'll cry out, just like Peter did. Father, help me, help me, Lord. And he'll come down and he'll give us the strength and he'll help us that we can make it. One thing we should always remember in this life is this. We're going to have problems. We're going to have cares. We're going to have things that's going to happen to us because you know there's no way in this world that we're going to be able to escape all of the things that are going on, all of the problems and the cares, but we're going to, we're going to face them and we're going to go through with them. And when we go through with them, when we cry out to God, he is going to be there for you and for me and to pull us up, to lift us up and to give us strength. And that's what I want to talk about tonight is thankfulness and what it's all about. How many of you this evening, and just think about it a minute, how many of you have everything you want? Yeah, you know, it would be easy to throw your hand up and, and say, you know, I've got everything. I've got this car and I've got that and I've got this home and I've got this. But how many of us have everything we want? None of us really could raise our hands if we thought on that because we all want more. I know women want more clothes and I know men. There's things we want. We want more tools. But do you know what? If we're where we should be with the Lord, exactly. That's what I was going to say. We have got everything that we need because we have been promised by him. He said, I will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So you see, we may want for things, but there are things that I want for that I don't need. In reality, there's things that I would like to have, but I just don't need them. But you know what? I've got everything that I have need of. I've got health. I've got my strength. I've got Jesus Christ holding on to my hand and walking with me. I'm so glad, first and foremost, I'm glad that I have a Savior that loves me. I'm glad that I've got a God that knows me, and he knows me better than I know myself. And he'll never leave me, nor will he forsake me. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I've got a God like that we have. We've got a loving Lord. Let's bring it right down to us. Aren't you glad you're not spoiled? Almost all of us. But I'm glad that I'm not a spoiled child of God. When God says no, I want to be willing to accept what he says. You see, isn't it amazing how God knows what we need and he supplies our need, but yet doesn't give us everything we want? Connie and I, we were in Walmart, and this has probably been back in the summer, maybe even last fall. And as we were walking around in there, there was, I don't know how old the child was, but that child was screaming, and you could hear the baby all over that store. It just seemed like you could go to one corner, doesn't matter where you were, you could hear the baby screaming. And, and finally... I had to find out what was going on. And you walk around and you 
listen and you get closer and you look, but the baby just wasn't getting what it wanted. So, I mean, it was just letting everybody know. And, and I thought about that and I thought, you know, a little spoiled child, but have you ever seen, have you ever seen them cry out in the store and you think, yeah, I'd like to help that mother? But they don't need any help. And I'm going to move on. Let's bring it down to us. Aren't you glad that you're not spoiled as a child of God? Yes, we are. When God says no, do we just accept his will? Or do we say, now God, maybe you just don't understand, Lord. I'm asking for this and... Maybe you just don't understand how bad I need this, Lord. Now, now Lord, I, I'm going to ask you again, and, I, and I'm going to trust that you're going to give it to me, Lord, and, and I'm going to believe that you're going to give it to me. And sometimes we think in our mind, well, now, if we say we believe that, Lord, you're going to give it to me, we're going to, we're going to trust and we're going to believe and, and we're going to expect to get it. But, you know, in reality, it's something that we don't need. In reality, it's something that God says, you don't need this, and you're not going to get it. But and then we kind of get puffed up at God. Well, you know what? I, I'm just not going to read my Bible. I'm not going to pray. I, you know what? God, if you don't want to let me have this, then is, is it really worth it? When you get a spoiled Christian that thinks God needs to give them everything they ask for, God's got a problem. Well, you actually have the problem, but God's going to have a problem with us. We need to be to where if we ask God for something and then we feel that God's not going to give that to us, we need to be willing to say, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. You know what I need and you know what I want. Because you know why? Because there's none of us in here that any need that we have, if God knows about it, he'll some way, he'll let someone else know, and we some way will have our need provided for us. I've heard of ministers that were low on food, and they would go before the Lord in prayer, and, and now, God, you can see that we need some groceries. You see that we do. And some way and somehow, somebody will come and knock on their door and bring them the groceries that they have need of. Or maybe someone needs clothing, and it just seems like somebody has something extra, and they happen to bring it by one day. You see, when we ask God for something and we truly need what we're asking Him for, then God is going to grant that for us. But if, we, if He gave us everything that we wanted, Lord, we'd have so much stuff. We'd have so many things we wouldn't know what to do. And then if we didn't get what we wanted every time, we'd get puffed up at God just like the little kids do. You know, sometimes it's, I guess most of the time, maybe even, it's the parents' fault that the child gets spoiled rather than holding some things back from them. But when they give them everything they want, and then they get to the place that, well, Lord, I, I want this, and, and I want it now, and if you don't give it to me now, well, I'm going to just throw a fit. But we need to learn and to remember that when God doesn't give us something there is a purpose and there's a reason for it and then we can say lord thank you 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 knew you know a whole lot more than i know i don't understand it god but i'm going to trust and believe that the reason i didn't get it was because you thought i don't need it and if god thinks we don't need it we don't need it
The word thanksgiving is repeated 19 times in the Old Testament and nine times in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for thanksgiving has three different translations and meanings. One of them is called tudah. It's T-O-W-D-A-H is how it's spelled, but it's called tudah. And its meaning is an extension of hand by acknowledgement or usually in worship, specifically a choir of worshipers. So it's about raising your hands and giving God praise as we worship him in song or in prayer. Have you ever seen someone that when they're praying, they'll raise their hands to God and they'll talk to him? Or, or maybe when they're singing, and as they're singing a special or something, they'll just start to get into the song and they start giving God thanks and praise. They'll be singing a song that touches their heart and it'll be touching other people's in the congregation. And their hands will go up and they be, they're, they're, they're praising God for the song because it touches their heart. Now that's one one. That's one. Now another meaning of it is called Yada, and it means to worship with extended hands. Its meaning is someone who sings praise and thanksgiving to God. Have you ever watched someone raise their hands and it just seems like you can watch their face and it just seems like they're just thanking and they're just praising God, giving him thanks just directly from their hearts as they're praying. There's another one. It's called Huyadao, and it means a choir of singers. It talks about a choir of singers singing praise to the Lord. Have you ever noticed that the praise team, that when they get going, you know, you can start to feel the songs that they're singing? And have you ever noticed them, how that they're getting into it, and, and their hands are going up, and they're giving God praise? You know, they're singing praises unto God. Those songs that we sang last Sunday, they were exciting. They were exciting. They did such a wonderful job. And that's just kind of what they're doing. They were thanking God in their song and praising and giving Him glory. And I could feel something stirring in my soul and in my heart. And when I get feeling that way, my hands go up. And, and I want to look up to God and I want to thank Him because I can feel something stirring in my soul and it causes me to want to praise Him and to worship Him and to give Him glory, not understanding everything that goes on in life, but still we praise Him and He receives glory and praise. In the New Testament, there are several different Greek translations and that, that's pronounced and, and one one of for thanksgiving and one is one is Yokaristia and it means gratitude or grateful language to God. It's it's an act of worship. It's like saying in the New Testament when it's talking about this Thanksgiving, it's like you just praise your hands and you start to give God glory. Maybe there's something that God did for you. Maybe there's a way, maybe there was a need that you had and God brought that need to you. He knew that you needed it. It wasn't something that you were asking out of for no reason, but it was something that you needed and God gave you whatever that need was. Maybe you just needed a blessing. Maybe you just needed to feel the closeness or the nearness of God. And while you were, while you were going through that, you just started 
feeling what was going on and you would praise him and give him glory and you could feel him coming down and settling down on you. Have you ever felt him just seem like in a service when you start to praise him that it just seems like he comes down and he's settled? And I don't know if anybody else is feeling in him or not, but whatever I feel, I love to, I love to glorify him and praise him when it's time. And anytime I feel him so near, in some ways and in different ways we feel. And sometimes we just feel like being quiet in his presence. Sometimes we feel like shouting. Sometimes we feel like running. Sometimes we feel like crying. I was riding along the Gene Snyder probably, again, this past summer. And there was a song that the Hoppers were singing. And I forget exactly what the name of it, but they talk about going to heaven. And uh, I'm telling you what, I was going down the road and I started hearing that song, and I've heard it a lot. But for some reason, it just seemed like something got all in that car. And it seemed like that I wasn't in there by myself, and I started feeling something, and I, and I wasn't paying any attention to the speed limit. I wasn't paying attention to anything. And I got thinking about that song, and, and the Holy Ghost came down, and oh, it felt so good in that car. And I was praising him and worshiping him, thanking him just for his presence, not asking him for anything, but just thanking him for his presence, the nearness that I could feel of him. Oh, there's so much that we can be thankful for, folks. There's so many things that we've got to be thankful for. The blessings that God gives us. The prayers that he answers. The prayers that when we send our prayers up to God on behalf of our family members. And then we see him beginning to work. And we see things beginning to happen. And we give him praise and we give him glory for what he does. It means... Being thankful, it means praising him in different ways, whether it's singing or in your quiet times. However God comes, sometimes it just seems like he comes with a, a spirit of shouting. Sometimes it seems like he comes with just a spirit of just wanting to be in his presence. What a wonderful time. A lady wrote this one time about Thanksgiving Day. She said, everyone in my family goes around the table and shares what we're grateful for. Their answers range from sentimental to appetite-driven. And it's one of my favorite parts of the holiday, she said, and something I only wish we carried on every day of my childhood. God help us to be thankful. Help us to be thankful. Have you noticed that it seemed like in the holidays, you, you'll try to get out of a, an off-road, and traffic will be everywhere. But sometimes if it's around Thanksgiving, and even some around Christmas, you may be trying to get out, but it just seems like people just start being so courteous. Uh, I guess it's the spirit of the season. I know there's a rush, but sometimes people just start to slow down, and they start to be thankful maybe for the season or that time of the year. And you know what I'm talking about. Did you know that it's said that there are health benefits to being thankful? According to multiple studies, gratitude is mentally and physically nutritious for kids. 
We know that grateful kids are happier and more satisfied with their lives, explains Hofstra, university psychology assistant professor Jeffrey Froh. In an article in the Washington Post, they report better relationships with friends and family, higher grade point averages, less materialism, less envy, and less depression, along with a desire to connect to their community and wanting to give back. Thankfulness, isn't that something? Thankfulness can affect children. What a way to bring a child up to be thankful for the things that they've got to be thankful for the toys, to be thankful that they've got a home. So many homes are broken in these days that we're living in now. So many homes, they've got something to be thankful for if they have a mom and dad living in the same house with them. And that's not all. It's also believed, believe, being thankful, it's believed to boost immune systems, lower blood pressure in people over time. In a Temple University study, parents with hypertension lowered their blood pressure just by calling a gratitude hotline every day. Just by calling a hotline and just praising and thanking and hearing someone thank the Lord for all that he's done and sharing that testimony with them. It's, if it's that effective on adults with health problems, imagine what talking about the good things of God early in life can do. It can form and it can mold our lives just being thankful. In a study of early adolescence, it was found that kids who were in a journal, who wrote in a journal daily about their good fortune over a period of time, they were less prone to depression and more satisfied with their lives overall. Thankfulness. Isn't that something? What a powerful thing that it is to be thankful, to be thankful for what we are, how God blesses us when we are. Psychologist Robert Emmons, author of the book Thanks, explains it this way, our emotional systems like new things, but when we adapt to new things in life and circumstances so that before long the new car and the new house and other things don't feel so new or don't feel exciting anymore. It, it, you know... So many times people seem to have so much that they're not thankful for what they've got. You know, in, in this life, it seems like that we almost have everything that we want, not just what we need, but God blesses us so much more to even to where we have things that we don't need, but we want just to bless us. But what a wonderful thing it is when we settle down and realize that God has given us so much more if he's given you health, if he's given you life, if he's given you a place to lay your head at night, you've got a lot more than a whole lot of people in the world have in this day that we're living. Like anything else, being thankful takes getting used to. And we need to get used to thanking the Lord for all that he does for us. Being thankful is not seasonal, but it should be a daily practice. We don't just thank God when he does something for us. We thank him that we could get up of a morning, thank him that we've got our health, thank him, God, thank you. You know, there's so many people that aren't able to get around like we are. There's so many people that don't have the mindset that we have. There's so many people, I've got a friend now, and he's probably about 10 years younger than I am, probably around 55. 
and, and he's fighting prostate cancer. And every time, he goes to the, every time he goes to the doctor, he's got to wonder what kind of prognosis that he's going to get. And, and we pray for him. But, you, you know, if we've got our health and we've got God, that's the greatest and the main thing that we can have, to be thankful and let God know that we are truly thankful for what he does for us. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Not only do we need to express appreciation for God, but also for each other. I appreciate you. I thank you. I thank you for words of encouragement. I thank you. I thank you for allowing Connie and I to be a part. I thank you for all the gentlemen. I thank uh, Pastor Rob for uh, giving me the privilege to minister here tonight. I thank God for the blessings that he gives to Connie and I. I thank God for our health. We're able to get around. I thank God for moving in my life one day and allowing me to feel his Holy Spirit, that conviction. I thank God that he's healed my body. I thank God that he's touched my life. I thank God that there's things that he's done for me that I don't even know about. There's times that he saved me from something and I didn't even know anything about it. I thank God for the job he gave me. I thank God for the life that he's given me. I thank God for all that he's done. First and foremost, I thank Jesus Christ for going to the cross and dying for me. I'm thankful for what he's done. I never want to take that for granted. Never want to take that for granted. Not only do we need to express appreciation in the holidays, but throughout the year. Listen to this story kind of talking about appreciating each other. A young man was an organist at a large church in Texas. He was a fine musician, but being blind, he was unable to read in the faces of his audience the great pleasure his music was given to the congregation. His caressing touch on the keyboard sent out through, his, through the great pipes the song of his soul. People would talk to each other about the beauty and the uplifting influence of his music. Often his music sent tears down wrinkled cheeks, but no one ever thought to tell the organist who was longing to hear a word of response. One morning it was announced that he would not play anymore. After that service, his decision was final. Another organist must be secured. After the service, a woman who had enjoyed his music thoroughly went up to him and said very earnestly, I'm sorry you'll not play for us any longer. She said, I've enjoyed your music so much. It helped me greatly. It soothed and comforted me when I sorrowed. I've thought many times I would tell you what an inspiration that I've received through your music. I thank you for it. The young man's voice faltered and tears rushed to his sightless eyes as he whispered, Oh, why didn't you tell me sooner? I needed comfort and inspiration too. It's always good to thank the people that help us, to thank the people that pray for us, the thankful, to be thankful for the people that pray with us. And even more important, we need to let the Lord know 
of all that he does for us. We need to appreciate him and let him know that we're thankful. Talk to him every day, not only when we're having problems, and then once the problems are taken care of, then we quit praying. Have you ever noticed that when things go bad, now we're still talking about this Thanksgiving. Have you ever noticed that it, it's just we thank the Lord, we thank him and we praise him, you know, when we're, everything's fine. Thank him every once in a while for the good things that he does for us. But then when something really comes our way and causes us to get on our knees and fall out and cry out to God, we start to thank him and we praise him and we can feel his presence. We know that he's there. We can feel that something is changing and we talk to him in the times that we need him. But the problem is after he answers the prayer, after he gives us the healing, after he grants the need, after he makes a way where there seems to be no way. And then we stop on our prayer time. We change our times of reading the Bible. We start to forget. Well, Lord, you know, I haven't talked to you in a couple of days. And I just want you to know that I love you and that I thank you. You see, God wants us to be thankful every day. If we want God to do more for us, we need to thank him more. We need to let him know that we appreciate. You say, well, he knows my heart. Sure he does. But it's good to hear somebody say, thank you. And let, them, let, let you know, let them know that you appreciate them, that they appreciate you. Tell the Lord you thank him. For all you have. Thank him for the blessings that he sent your way. Let him know that you need him in your life. And not only when something's going on. So many times we run to him when there's a problem. So many times we're there and, and, and we're, we don't mind turning the TV off when something's going on in our lives. And we go find us somewhere to pray. And we tell him how thankful that we are, that we've got him that we can call out to. We're thankful for the blessings that he's given to us. And then the prayer gets answered. Things begin to calm down. Problems are solved. Then we get back in that rut or that routine of talking to him when we say grace for our food maybe and when we pray at night. But we fail to talk to him any time. In the middle there. That's, I think that's, it's bad. It's bad. Teaching thankfulness to your children and grandchildren. There was a mother and her two little children were penniless. And in the depth of winter, they were nearly frozen. And the mother took the cellar door off the basement. And the wind was blowing and blowing the snow, and they took the door off, and they got behind the door. You would think, what a poor, poor family. How in the world could you find anything good? But listen, when the snow began to blow, there, the, her and the two kids got behind this cellar door. And when the snow was blowing, the little boy looked up at his mom and said, Mom, what do the kids do who don't have a door to get behind when this things like this happens? And then it's something for we, thinking for just the small things, 
Thank God for the small things, the little things, because he's always wanting to give us the big things. If you were to count your blessings versus your troubles, I believe that we could all count more blessings than we could troubles. We forget the blessings, but we don't forget the troubles, and we don't forget the trials, and we don't forget the tests that we have to go through. Sure, we have problems and troubles, and this is part of life here on earth. But think about where you're going. When you're going through something, when you wonder what the doctor's prognosis is going to be, when you have a pain and, you're, and you just don't know what in the world you're going to do, even when it comes to the day that life starts ebbing away, and you look up, and you know that there's a God in heaven that's waiting to receive you when life leaves this body. And we're going to go up to be with him forever. I'm going to tell you something. One of the happiest and grandest and greatest times is going to be one of these days when we make heaven our home. Folks, when all of the problems, all of the trials, and all of the tests in this life, when they're all over, and the only thing that we're going to have is the good times with the Lord throughout eternity. I'm telling you this. There is nothing in this world that is worth you missing heaven for. You know, there's nothing in this world that we go through with that seems to be so bad. There's nothing in this world that we go through with that's worth losing heaven for. And when we realize that everything that we go through with in this life that he said, I'm never going to leave you, and I'm never going to forsake you. I'm going to go with you through it all, even to the end of the world. So it doesn't matter what we go through with in life if we just only remember that there's a promise that he's given to us, and God is not a man that he should lie. So everything that we go through with in life, he's going to walk with us, He's going to be with us. He's going to carry us when we can't walk. He's going to lift us up when we fall. And he's going to dust us off. And he'll hold us until we're able to walk more. He'll hold us. And they say that when a sheep, if it falls in a, in a rut or something, it'll sit there and it will, bah, it will make its noise until the shepherd comes. And the shepherd will come. And after they've been laying there for a while, the blood goes from their legs and they have trouble standing up. But they said a good shepherd will help that sheep out of that, out of that rut. And then he'll hold it up until it gets its legs back, if you please. Until it can stand up once again. And that's the way that it is. That's the way the Lord does with us. We're going through things and, and we suffer and, and we have pains and all of these things are going on. And, but then along comes the Lord and he lifts us up and he carries us. And he helps us. And once we get our faith belt back, once we get the things that's, that's, that we've been lacking back, then God allows us to walk on. I thank God. I thank God for all of the blessings and all that he's done in my life for me. And I know that there's people in here that God has probably worked miracles in your life. And things like that we don't forget. But what we need to remember is there is a God in heaven that's watching out for us. 
He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen the day after. He knows the very number of hairs on our head. He knows when the last breath is going to leave your body. And he gave his one and only son so that you and I might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Folks, we've got a whole lot to be thankful for. What a wonderful topic to teach or preach or talk about tonight, being thankful. We need to be thankful to God for all that he does for us because there's no way that we could number the things that God does for us. If you could name every miracle that God's done for you throughout your life, if you could name every Everything, if you had kept a log of every time he'd answered a prayer, and I know of people that do that, if you could keep a log of all of the prayers that God has answered, if you could keep a log of all of the times that he's intervened for you, did you know that you still wouldn't have everything written down that he's done? Because I'll guarantee you that there's times that he may have even spared your life when you didn't even know that he was there. There's times that he kept the enemy from attacking you when you were weak because he knew if I let him at him, he's going to get him. So he said, not so, devil. You're not going to get, you're not going to get near him. And he's kept us and given us the strength. We've got a lot to be thankful for in this life, folks. What a mighty and a gracious and a wonderful God we serve. I want to thank you tonight and also Pastor Rob for allowing me to share these thoughts with you on being thankful and on thanksgiving and uh, I appreciate it I appreciate you all coming and being with us and I'm going to give you a little extra time and uh, we're just going to be dismissed and does anyone have a testimony that you would like to give before